0: HelloBroadway.com. Good morning, world. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> Jump out of bed, mix up some breakfast for my favorite pet snail. No! Full steam ahead, the SS I am ready is about to set sail. <laughs> this kind of day couldn't get much better, but it keeps on trying. Ah okay. Somewhere there's a crabby patty that needs frying. And who's that lucky sponge in the mirror who is living his dream? Who's always extra careful with his dental hygiene? Carry it's me. Happy just to be here in the world renowned. Bikini bottom how I love this town. Bikini bottom how the sun shines down on a beautiful bikini bottom day. Good morning, Patrick morning already. Uh-huh. And I'm singing a group number. Oh, oh, I'm verse. <laughs> I missed a snack. This busy
0: schedule makes it hard to feed me. To stay on track, now I'll have to eat it while I'm watching TV. There might not be time for a nap, but I'll do what I can. They're showing all the episodes of Mermaid Man. Oh, every single one all day underneath my favorite rock. Favorite rock. Bikini bottom now rhymes with, rhymes with rock.
2: Bikini bottom, nothing rhymes with rock. Rhymes it's a typical
1: bikini bottom day. Will Good. you two please keep it down? Good. Yes. More
2: <laughs> oh, so oh, where is Woodward?
1: Another day, another migraine. Broadway stars,
0: and all of your favorite Broadway hits,
1: broadcasting on air and online. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, it's Maher. here's your host.
3: Hello! Hey, it's Maher. Welcome back to... Oh, hey, happy Mario Day, everybody. Um, we've got a very, very, very quick show lined up today because it's a super extra special A bonus episode made very specially for my hairstylist today, Vanessa. This one is all for you because I said I would do it. Oh, and hey, by the way, I looked up Akon, and it turns out he's got more songs than I realized that he's got. So, yeah, definitely heard some of those in the past. But here's the conversation that we had while I was in the chair. And mind you, I'm not the kind of person that likes to make small talk when I get my hair cut. But when you're dealing with someone who's like a decent enough person, like I had, this last time, and actually the time before that, it makes the conversation less awkward. And I actually don't mind participating in a decent conversation like that. Um, what we've got. Lined up is a few songs uh, that are coming straight from musicals that you can watch that have been filmed. For those of you who listen to my show, y'all know that I want musicals to be filmed. And on My Stylist and I, were talking about uh, some musicals and she claimed to have been a Broadway fan. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay, you Broadway fan. Okay, excellent. We can talk. But then I asked her what her favorite musical and she's like, Mamma Mia. Say what? No. I'm sorry, girl, you got to, you got to expose yourself to a few more musicals than that. And then we started talking about more and she's like, oh, we only talk, we only watch the ones that are like on movies. So like, yeah, okay. Mamma Mia was one. But then I asked, okay, have you seen anything else that was filmed? And I'm like, have you seen SpongeBob? And she laughed at me and I'm like, what? You haven't seen SpongeBob? And so for those of you who don't know, and Vanessa, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I explained this properly, but here's the premise of the SpongeBob the SquarePants musical. SpongeBob lives obviously in Bikini Bottom, and for some reason, there is a mountain or a volcano called Mount Humongous that is threatening to erupt. And obviously, if it erupts, it's going to destroy Bikini Bottom. So, SpongeBob and the whole gang have to get together to work together and do something, to stop the volcano and obviously the one who's going to come in and, and like save the day is is going to be Sandy because she's the brains of the operation. But the story is going to be about SpongeBob and we're going to see him uh, go through his coming of age story. And I think it, I said this before, SpongeBob the SquarePants the musical was a, a great example of how to film a musical and set it up for like streaming on, on TV with like commercial breaks. Like they, they did that all right. They did that well but also like to make it available for, um, for streaming online. So yeah, we had Ian Pecker, Cole Fletcher, Dylan Drotz. I'm sorry, Jessica Doan and Jonathan Mel on the piano. That is everyone in that, err uh, that first song, bikini bottom day, which is the opening number to SpongeBob Squarepants, the musical. What do I have lined up? Oh, we were also talking about hairspray, the musical and, and, did y'all know it was filmed here in Ontario? It was filmed here in uh, Toronto in Hamilton uh, studio scenes like the welcome to the sixties number that was filmed out in Toronto. And the reason why that came up in conversation, I was talking to some of uh, some of my friends, some of my colleagues that uh, work in the film industry. And recently they were filming the dance number for uh, 13, the musical. And that is of course now on Netflix as well. Um, and and it was she was she was surprised to hear that it was filmed here in Ontario. I was like, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, did I even pull one up? I didn't even pick a song. <laughs> oh, I was looking for a song from Hairspray to play, but I didn't even pull one up. Uh, but what I did pull up was something from Shrek. Because again, we were all we were talking about like everything. I'm like, did you see this? Did you see that? And she's like, no, I haven't seen Shrek. Girl, how can you not have even screen Shrek? And you know what? I even mentioned this last week or the week before. Netflix, shame on y'all for taking it off. Let us play some music from Shrek the Musical. Um, let me set this story up. So she sarcastically said to me, uh, what is she, What is Shrek going to sing a, a song about? Uh, I'm, I'm an element. Of, so she said something like, I'm living in a swamp. This is my swamp. This is my swamp. Something like that. And I'm like, well, No. He sings, uh, <laughs> he sings a song about this is my swamp and I'm going to build a wall around my swamp. and <laughs> It was just a funny moment. It's like almost hitting the nail on the head of exactly what it was. So back to back, let's listen to a couple songs from Shrek the Musical.
1: Broadcasting the best of underground Broadway. BelowBroadway.com I'll make it ten feet high See you later pal, bye bye No one can in So don't you even try A ten foot wall I'm gonna build me a wall I'm gonna disappear Hey, what's the matter pal? Am I not being clear? Forever Oh Of Underground Broadway.
0: I guess I'd be a hero with sword and armor clashing, looking semi-dashing, shield within my grip, or else I'd Viking and live a life of daring while smelling like a herring Upon a Viking ship, I'd sail away, I'd see the world, I'd reach the farthest reaches, I'd feel the wind, I'd taste the salt and sea, and maybe storms and beaches. That's who I'd be. That's who I And write a different story One that tells name.
3: that was who i'd be from shrek the musical so as i was saying shrek the musical is a musical version of the movie so i asked her like do you like the movie and she's like yeah and i'm like watch the musical and it's different compared to like so spongebob squarepants the musical is like a musical episode of the spongebob series right it's the same characters in the environment um, but you're telling a different story than something that we've already seen on screen right Uh, in one of the animated episodes or like in one of the movies that they've already released in Shrek the musical, it's a musical version of the same story. So, you know, Shrek goes off to save the princess, the dragon comes in, and, and you see all the fairy tale creatures. It's just an expanded version of that story so that the characters all get musical numbers and they tell their story and they tell their struggles through the musical number. This song, Who I'd Be?, when I when I saw when I watched it for the first time, it was it was one of those moments of, oh my god, I'm listening to something so good. It just all the right musical buttons got pushed in my head because the the characters. So obviously there was Shrek, there was Donkey, and that's Fiona singing, right? So. Um, each of each of them in that in that little last little bit where each of them are singing their parts on top of each other, they're they're singing their individual kind of themes that they get throughout the show. So Fiona has her um her her song, Shrek has his song, Donkey has his story, and each of them have their own like melody that it kind of plays when the story is around them. And this song just blended them in so beautifully with the timing and the harmony and just like. I really, really enjoyed it. If you can't tell, I love it so much. So, we had, who do we have? Um, Fergie L. Philippe, David, Nick, Aaliyah, and Nia, who were performing that one. Uh, and previously, we had Tim Roboto, Build a Wall. Uh, and that was the song where Shrek's kind of like, um, Everyone hates me, fairy tale creatures out. I'm going to build a wall. This is my swamp. That was the song. Kind of kind of dead on the nose, right? Uh, and speaking of Shrek, like it's it's not just a dinky production, right? You've got top Broadway names in there, like Sutton Foster, Brian Darcy James, are you kidding me? Daniel Breaker, are you kidding me? We've got some top names. It's I, I really enjoyed it. Let me stop talking about Shrek the musical because I found the song that I was talking about, wanting to play when we were talking about Hairspray. So as I said, Hairspray, the movie was filmed here in Ontario. I also did like US shoes for some studio stuff, but again, stuff was here in Ontario for a lot of location shoes. The exterior shots when you're um, walking up down the streets of Baltimore, that's exterior Hamilton, that's exterior Burlington, that's exterior Toronto. Um, And it was really, really cool. Uh, I, I literally gone out and and drove past the, the filming locations. It was so cool. Just kind of taking a selfie, be like, here I am on the set. Of it, but I wasn't even on the set. It was just, here I am on the same road. Um, One of the, one of the unpopular opinions out there is that the movie is better or worse than the stage version. And I'll be honest with you all. I've said this before and I stand by my opinion. I think the movie version is better, or at least I like it a little bit better than the stage version. And and the reason why I like that is is the end. It's the end bit where they do the whole come on, you Tussels, shake your fanny muscles. I feel as if that breaks the flow, and I feel as if in the stage production that it 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 you know you can't stop the beat is just like this fantastic finale number is like don't stop the beat, and I feel as if they literally stop the beat in the middle, and for me it's it, it didn't jive well it. I liked the, the film version because that number cuts out the whole Miss Von Tussle part. Um, and, and same thing with, I think there was like a cop involved. And even there's, I believe, scenes on YouTube. If you start YouTubing this stuff, they even do the come on Miss Von uh part in, but they cut it out. And they just streamlined it into this thing that just wraps up nicely. And one of the things that they did do is cut out a number, Mama, I'm a big girl now. And I remember hearing some sort of commentary or reading it somewhere in an interview where the reason why they did not want to do that song or the reason why they could not do it into that song is because the only way to do that song in a... Uh, representing it on screen would be to do some sort of split screen environment because that song takes place in three different locations, right? You've got each of the female characters in their bedroom with their moms doing their makeup and getting spoken to, and 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 they really did not want to do the whole split screen effect or for for anything and that. They they really wanted to stay true to not doing that, and so they cut it out. But you can still hear the medley of that song, um, or the melody, just kind of in and out of background, kind of when they need an underscore to some scenes. They definitely play that. And at the end, um, I don't know about you, I always listen to the end credits if they've got a good soundtrack or a good good, um, good musical song to go along with it. They included Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now in the end credits. And I think it was Dove Cameron, if I'm not mistaken, it was Dove Cameron who did that and, and sang... Um, she does a really 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 good high note um and and i really don't think that it breaks the flow of the movie either And i think that if they if they stuck true with keeping that song in it would do the exact same thing as breaking the flow of the finale if they were to put um the miss von tussle will come on you von tussle part that thing so anyways here's a delia song from the movie
0: Broadcasting
1: the best of Underground Broadway.
3: com. I love when I don't pre-screen a song and it turns out it so good because someone riffs really good. I, that was so, did you hear? Uh, who do we have in there? Oh, the names are not listed? Oh, oh, they are listed. Oh, Laura Nicole Chapman, Charlotte Maltby, and Mimi Scardula. I'm again super sorry on the names. Uh, don't know who sang what part, don't know who's who, but they are so, so good. I'm going to keep that for, for my playlist of stuff to do. listen later. Um, speaking of haircuts, can I just throw it out there? Thanks for giving me a good haircut. This is the second time in a row I've gone and she's cut my hair and I come out and, you know, I don't know if the ladies out there can feel the same way, but the guys out there, definitely, if you cut your hair short, actually girls who get a fade too, anyone who gets a fade, all the peoples out there who gets a fade, um, or get short hair on the side, there's always this awkward one or two weeks right after you get a haircut before it starts to actually look good. So you end up walking out of the hair salon or the barber shop, and you feel, you feel like, okay, I got to hide for a week and then it's going to start to look good and you don't feel a hundred percent, you know, awesome. And we were talking about during the haircut process. I remember last time I got my haircut, um, she, she warned me. She's like, okay, what do you think of how's the length? Check this out. I'm like, good. And she's like, don't worry. I'm still going to blend it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I figure you're still doing it. I just didn't want to comment. And we were talking about, uh, you know, just like how some, particularly the barbershops, it's always the barber shops that they, they take such pride in their work that you, you can't comment on it. Like, oh, you know what? Hey, do you mind just like doing this? Or, Hey, can you just fix that a little bit? It doesn't look a hundred percent right to me. And they take, they take like personal offense to it. It's like, I'm sorry, it just, it doesn't look right to me, but she was perfect, and I walked out of the salon, and I'm looking in the mirror a couple times, because I'm filming it on Monday, I'm filming on th- Wednesday and Thursday, and so I'm looking, I'm like, I look good. You know when you walk out, and it's, you, you feel good, you're wearing, I don't know, nice clothing, or your haircut looks good, I felt really good, so thanks for the, thanks for my weekly boost of self-confidence, shout out to you, y'all gave me a great haircut, and good luck putting it up with me for the remainder of your career in that particular location, because you're going to be cutting my hair for a while. It looked really good. Thank you, honestly, for real. It looked really good. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about Hairspray. We were talking about uh, musicals. We talked about Mean Girls. You also haven't seen Mia Girls, like, and that's coming to Paramount+, Plus, which we talked about last week. You all know that. Uh, Do I have a song from Mean Girls lined up? No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. But what I do have is something from Hamilton, which as I mentioned, it's in at the Mervish, which I still haven't seen. I still haven't seen. And I also haven't seen the Pro Shot, which I've told y'all before because... And we, we said the exact, same. I I told you I should have recorded this while we were having our haircut. You probably couldn't hear it because the buzzers were going, but I should have recorded this because it was such a good conversation. We both clicked on the same mentality of, like, I haven't seen the pro shot because I wanted to either see it good, or I wanted to see it on a big screen, or I wanted to see it live, and I didn't want it to be ruined. I also didn't even listen to the entirety of the cast album, just songs anytime it comes up on the radio. Um So, yeah, I I do look forward to seeing it in person. But speaking of Hamilton and songs that are available to watch online, here we go.
0: BelowBroadway.com You're beautiful. Thank you. I haven't slept
3: in a week. This
1: week I was awake. You've never seen a basketball before. In need of a break. Orange, missing my wife that's when Miss Morale Reynolds walked
2: into my life she said I know you are a man of honor I'm so sorry about you at home but I don't know
1: Com.
3: garland dance jr and mj rodriguez say no to this slash satisfied from hamilton oh so you know guys like i keep saying on this show that my first musical that i've ever seen was memphis which is from 2000 2010 slash 2011 i saw it in 2011 uh I know very specifically, it was April 16th of 2011, and it was also a stormy night in New York. Uh, If I recall, there was a thunderstorm, there was uh, a lot of rain, and the reason I know that is because it was actually my birthday, and uh, we were partying up on a a boat with a whole bunch of other students, because we ended up going to New York for band camp, just conveniently during my birthday week, and week timing, you know, so like... It was fun. And so like we saw the show during the day and then we went for a party uh, like on a boat with a whole bunch of other students from like the International Band Festival. And it was a blast and a half because it was also like thunderstorm in the middle of the the party while we're on the whatever lake or river is next to the big statue of Liberty Lady. And it was just a blast and a half. But the show, it was just, I've said it before, it was, it's so good. It's really one of my favorites. And I really do hope that these rumors that they're coming and making a movie of it I hope it is 100% true because uh, I would absolutely see it. And I, I really wish that, you know, local theaters start picking up that show a little bit more often. Um, yeah. The show means a lot to me. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I think the show means a lot to me. And I have said this on the air before, but the show means a lot to me because it, it the story of like... A radio personality finding his place or finding his way through the means of radio or through sharing music, it, it really strikes true to me because it took a while for me to realize, hey, I like music, I hate, I like Broadway, hey, I like show tunes. Like it took me a while for me to to, to realize that and kind of understand what it is that I like. I, I I understood that I liked Disney. I understood that I liked music. I understood that I liked the musical numbers in random movies um and and i it, it didn't click to me what it was what i was drawn to and and it was around the time that i saw memphis that it kind of draw it kind of like dawned on me like this is what i like this is this is this is me i'm i'm a theater i'm performer i'm i'm music i'm i'm arts i'm entertainment it all kind of clicked that this is what I want to do. And even though back then, was it 2011, I was on a life track to go into a completely different field of study. Like I had I had school lined up for a completely different field in healthcare, and I had to pursue that. And it it, I ended, it it took me a handful of years going through that process of graduating, getting a career, doing the job, realizing you're not happy doing it, to to realize oh, hey, you know what? I'm an adult. I can make choices that I want to make. And so I made the choice to, to leave and to now pursue what it is that I enjoy doing. And this it was. So this musical really rings true to me because it, you know, it was, it, was the, it was that moment of sitting in the theater. It's like, holy shit, I'm, I'm in a place where I feel I like or I feel safe or I feel like I belong. And, and the story itself of someone who wants to share music on the radio, share the music that he loves with other people because he knows that other people love this music and, and he wants to share it. And if people just listen to it, someone gives him the chance that like it'll, it'll work. And that story rings true. And this is kind of how this show came. You know, I spent a lot of time listening to Sirius XM radio. I listened to the, the Broadway channel. Um, I, I spent a lot of time listening to or watching videos on YouTube and and i always come back to the same couple channels of live performances of all these broadway stars performing underground and cabarets and 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 people i feel like people should watch i feel like people should listen i feel like i feel like i feel like y'all need to enjoy the same things that i enjoy and so it took me a while to find a cover of a song that i was able to play from Memphis the musical i think last week or the week before i played um Memphis lives in me but it took me a while to find the song radio because of that it's the it's 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 just that's my song that is my song that's how i feel so um oh it also won a tony award it also won let me hang on i don't remember which tony award uh, Memphis the musical tony uh award let's google let's just see actually what tony award it won um Tony Award for Best Musical. Tony Award for Best Original Score. Tony Award for Best Book of a Musical. Oh, my gosh. Y'all had some, like... And what else did you have? Drama Desk Awards? You had Drama Desk. You won for Outstanding Musical. You won for Outstanding Actress in a Musical for Montego Glover. Oh, good. Oh, that's so good. Oh, Outstanding Music won. Outstanding Orchestrations. Yeah, very deserving. Best Orchestrations... You also won a Tony for best orchestration. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so, and the Olivier Awards you won, too. Best theater choreographer. Ah, oh, sound design. Gareth Owen won sound design. Dude. So, I've said this before. It's all, it's, it's a circular loop, right? It's a circular loop. Diana the Musical, it's it's on Netflix. Gareth Owen, sound design. Um, yeah. I know too much about Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to this very, very extra special um, Surprise Friday episode on Mario Day, especially for my hairstylist, Vanessa, who is promising me that now that I have listened to a track list of Akon, she's going to listen to SpongeBob the SquarePants musical. She's going to subscribe to this streaming platform that I can't mention on the air because I don't do name drops for that platform yet. Uh, But you're going to watch memphis the musical and the rest of y'all are gonna enjoy this tony award winning song performed by a guy whose username is pandemic paul i don't know what his actual name is but tony award have a great night
1: did somebody say tony
0: tony 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 BelowBroadway.com.
2: There are no trees
3: podcast platforms. Subscribe today.
0: BelowBroadway.com.